Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. And joining me, as always, is Billboard's deputy editor digital, Katie Atkinson. Hello. Hey, Keith. We're back in L.A. together. Back in the same room. Yes. What do you know? It, it, it took a couple weeks, but we are back physically in the same space <laughs> together, though we've been together on the show for the past two weeks. In spirit. In spirit, yes. <laughs> Last week, I was in New York, and the week before that, I was in London. You were here. Yeah. I've just, I've been here. I've done been here. Yeah, you've done been here. <laughs> um, well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got news about the Met Gala and all the news that came out of that. Boy, howdy, was there a bunch of stuff. Hmm. Uh, Christina Aguilera's new single. Uh, we got Janet Jackson news, plus chart headlines about Post Malone, Camila, Camila Cabello. Why do I always just choke on her name? <laughs> and in sync. Plus, we have an interview with Tova Stierka. We chatted with the Swedish singer-songwriter about touring with Lord and Katy Perry, her just-released album Sway, and much more, so stick around for that. We may have talked about ABBA, too. Mm, maybe. Maybe. Uh, but first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss a single episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. So let's hit some of the biggest news over on Billboard.com. The biggest news seemed to have come from the Met Gala, which went down Monday night in New York. And how convenient we're actually recording the show on a Tuesday morning instead of on a Monday. So it worked out. Yeah, that's right. So this is brand new news. We totally planned this just around (laughs) the Met Gala. Um, A lot of music headlines came out of the event. So let's just hit this artist by artist here. Um, Starting with Nicki Minaj. Uh, she announced her new album called Queen is coming on June 15th. Appropriate. Queen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people have been talking about whether that's a reference to, uh, you know, the dominance of other female MCs and her wanting to kind of establish herself as queen of the lady rappers. Oh, that's dumb. That's <laughs> but like... there actually was a photo of her with Cardi, with Cardi B, B. Um, chatting at the Met Gala. They did a so. song together last year. It was a top 10 hit. They did. Although there was an interview since then where she, there was a lot of drama about that song so yeah the the interview she did with zane lowe referenced um how she didn't really care for the response from uh cardi and offset after that song came out so um there is which is is, motorsport by the way is the song we're talking about there is you know stuff in the air but obviously they also are friendly and hang out at the met gala and you know it's all it's all good um speaking of other ladies that nikki has uh collaborated with the true queen she referenced a secret project with madonna on the red carpet the queen of pop the Queen of Pop. Speaking of Madonna, she also was at the Met Gala. Um, she performed Like a Prayer, appropriately, for the Heavenly Bodies, Fashion, and the Catholic Imagination theme of the night. And she also appropriately did a cover of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. I think you mentioned that she might have maybe given a taste of a new song, yeah, possibly as well. Someone on Twitter, someone you know, Twitter, <laughs> someone, a Twitter person, some random person on Twitter <laughs> posted a clip because there is no official video of the performance that she did, which looked pretty freaking elaborate. I mean, there mm. is like a 40-second sort of supercut. And they it looks, had to have Madonna perform with this theme, obviously. Obviously. Um, I mean, she's only been employing Catholicism into her career since she basically started. Since she began. Yeah. Um, I mean, like a prayer. Well, since she was born. Since and she her was name born. was Madonna. Madonna. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so it's like a 40-second video of the performance, but it was like a full sort of elaborate performance with dancers and a sort of a, a choir that looked like monks and lots of <laughs> dancing and it looked like ballerinas and a costume change and the whole, I mean, it was like a full-on production. But somewhere in there was maybe a snippet of a new song because there were lyrics that fans didn't recognize. So people are unsure if that's maybe a new song from the new album. Is it a teaser of the first single because she is working on new music? We don't know. We don't know. What we do know is that 2 Chains proposed to his wife, yes, his wife, Keisha Ward on the red carpet. Wait, they were already married? Yes. Oh. They've been married since 2013, but uh, she got a brand new ring. And he got down on his knee, and he proposed. Oh, I was confused by that. Mm-hmm. when I, I actually saw it when I was watching E, like, suddenly he's on his knees and giving her a ring, and she's like, I got a ring. Yeah. And all the reporters who don't know 2 Chains yeah. and his wife would just assume that it was a proposal. Sure. And it was, of sorts, and maybe they'll do a vow renewal or something, but she did get a brand new diamond. They have three children together and have been married since 2013. Oh. So um, they are not I, engaged now. I don't really know. Maybe this, it's just a... It's just a it, it was a gesture. Yeah, nice. Sean <laughs> Mendez made his red carpet debut with his longtime rumored girlfriend Haley Baldwin. Um, and another new couple that showed up together <laughs> sure. was Grimes with Tesla founder Elon Musk. Who knew? The Met Gala. I mean <laughs> uh, you, you know, I was someone someone tweeted a headline and it was like a British publication that said you know, uh who was Haley Baldwin's who's Sean Mendez? Uh basically like as if, like, Haley Baldwin was, like, the bigger person. Is she? <laughs> She's a very famous model, but Sean like, Mendes. Is she, like, super famous in the UK? Um, Not that I know of. I mean, she is a Baldwin. Like, she's not British. She's the daughter of, I believe, Stephen Baldwin. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So she's the, the niece of Alec Baldwin. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Did and not she's, know. she's a famous celebrity in the sense, like, she's, she, I believe, dated Justin Bieber previously. Um, mm. She is very much in the the circle of the uh, Jenner Kardashians. She has friends of Kendall. Well, thank God I looked to you for all of this information because yeah. I did but, not know who she. I mean, I heard, I'd heard Sean her. Mendes. I'd heard her name in the ether, but I didn't know really who she was. But yeah, that is like super shady. It's like Sean yeah. Mendes. I mean, I'm sure in certain circles, fashion circles, perhaps Haley. But would it be wasn't the a fashion name. magazine. It yeah, was like no. it was like a, 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 it's definitely just shade then because Sean Mendes is very famous. Yeah. Um. <laughs> He didn't really sort of employ the theme of the evening in his outfit. You the know, men kind of didn't really. Yeah, mm. Jared Leto did. Uh, Chadwick Boseman oh, had yeah. like a fantastic cape. It was very Catholicism goes Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and Nick Jonas was sort of looking like, you know, hot priest remake. Mm. Let's hot priest. Let's remake the Thornbirds. And outfit. he rode the uh, subway to get there. On sure. Twitter, I learned that. Wow. <laughs> I could go on and on. I mean, Ariana Grande was there. Um, uh, Rihanna, of course. Rihanna was one of the chair, co-chairs hat. of the evening. Yeah. Um, honestly, there's like a million, you know, go look at the photos yeah. on Billboard.com. There's a thousand uh, people you should see. Yeah. Um, moving on to Christina Aguilera. Christina. Uh, she will drop her sixth studio album, Liberation, on June 15th. Wow, it's a week of queens that huh. week. Uh, I believe one of Kanye's good music things coming out that day too. So yeah, get ready for that charts team. Yeah, it might be Tayana Taylor is that week. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, I there's think? a lot going on. Yeah. So Christina's 15 track effort, uh, which was executive produced by the singer and features the first single, "The High Energy Accelerate," with Ty Dolla Sign and Two Chains. Um, the new album follows a six year break since 2012's Lotus. 
Um, and in addition to the two features on Accelerate, the album also includes a duet with Demi Lovato on Fall in Love. And it was just announced on Tuesday that the pair will perform together at the Billboard Music Awards on May 20th. Hmm, how convenient. Um, well, I, 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 I knew we were going to be talking about this, so I quickly checked to see how the song was doing on Top 40 Radio. Accelerate, okay. that is. And the song came out last Thursday. Yes. And so it would have had the weekend to build up airplay to mm-hmm. debut on our Pop Songs airplay chart. And it didn't debut on the Pop Songs airplay chart, which, which is a little curious. Um, and only 12 stations played it, actually, um, in the tracking week that ended this past Sunday. So not setting the radio on fire yet. Not yet. yet. And, and it, it's, it seems like a curiously low number, but I kind of thought maybe it was a song that they didn't actually send to radio. Mm. Like maybe it's just like, here's a track with a video to sort of whet your appetite. And get you excited for the album. Yeah, and, and we should also mention she's on the cover of Billboard magazine. Yes. And there's a fantastic cover story that you all should go read yes. on billboard.com. Also, I was going to say, I think maybe maybe the Demi track is the track that's actually going to be the single. Yeah. Since I they're mean, performing it on the Billboard Awards. Yeah. And I mean, why wouldn't it be? Like right. Christina and Demi. Like, this is very exciting. Two of the, the biggest female voices in pop music. Hey, you know who another big female voice in pop music is? I don't know who. Janet Jackson. Oh, Miss Jackson, if you uh, Back to the BBMAs. Uh, Janet will be receiving the Icon Award at the show and she'll be performing. Which is crazy. I mean, can we talk about, like, the the female, like, energy at this show? Like, Kelly Clarkson is hosting and performing also. Camila. Camila. There's, Dua Lipa. There's so much happening and so many divas at this show. Ooh. But I'm, I'm excited because, um, oh, well, I can't actually say why I'm excited about because I know something Uh-oh. that we, I know something we haven't announced yet. Uh-oh. But, but yeah. Let's not talk about it yet. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I'm or so sorry. Or maybe we'll talk about it after May 20th. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but you do have some fun facts about uh, Janet and why yes. she is an icon. Um, yeah. I won't tell you everything, but here's some highlights. Um, and I did some fast math. Not really fast. It took me a little while to figure this one out. Janet has had more than 100 number ones on Billboard's charts throughout her career. Oh, my God. Yeah. Spending more than 300 weeks at number one. Um, those 100 number ones, you know, obviously could be like, oh, when, when Miss You Much hit number one on both the R&B chart and the Hot 100. Sure. That counts as two. Sure. But whatever. It's still more than 100. <laughs> yeah. um, she's had seven number one albums on the Billboard 200. She's one of only four acts with a number one album on the Billboard 200 in each of the last four decades. Wow. In the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and 2010s, she joins just Barbra Streisand, U2, and Bruce Springsteen. Good company. Um, she's had 40 hits on the Billboard Hot 100, including 10 number ones, which is nuts. And, incredibly, she had a record 18 consecutive top 10 hits on the Hot 100. No one else has been able to string together 18 consecutive top 10 hits, and I don't think anyone ever will be able to do that again, considering the way streaming works and how the chart works now. Those are just a few of the amazing chart facts about why we are honoring Janet as our icon. Janet. Janet. Keith has met Janet. Can we just talk about that for a brief second? If you've listened to the podcast, he's We've already gone on about that. I'm not going to do it again. But, like, let's just say Keith's met Janet. And Katie and I both might have the opportunity to actually see Janet in person because we'll both be at the Billboard Music Awards covering it for Billboard. Oh, yes. Yes, please stay tuned. We'll be having our preview episode next week, hopefully with an exciting guest to be announced. And uh, we'll also talk about our coverage of it the week after as well. So lots of exciting podcasts coming. And the Billboard Music Awards air live from Las Vegas on Sunday, May 20th at 8 p.m. Eastern on NBC. Let's go over three of the biggest chart headlines right now, according to me. (laughs) That was great. According to Keith. (laughs) 
Katie was a little bit giggly about that. I enjoyed that. Uh, Well, Post Malone's second album, Beer Bongs and Bentleys, makes a big debut at number one on the Billboard 200 chart, scoring both the artist's first number one, um, the year's biggest debut, and a record-breaking streaming week for the set. So that's not only both, that's actually three things. Not both. (laughs) Sorry. Grammar. Um, It earned 461,000 equivalent album units, in the week ending May 3rd, according to Nielsen Music. And of that sum, 288,000 were in streaming equivalent album units. And here we go with the math. As each of those units equals 1,500 on-demand audio streams, the album actually racked up 431.3 million streams for its tracks in its debut week. And that's a record. That surpasses the previous high set by the debut week, of Drake's More Life, which tallied 384.8 million streams a little over a year ago. We are in a streaming world. So streaming world right now. Get used to it. Get used to it. (laughs) Uh, Post Malone's album is so big, it will likely hold in the number one spot for a second week, Um, though it's a bit early to tell just how big it will be in its second week. Um, Though stay tuned to Billboard.com for further updates and forecasts. Uh, Next, over on the Billboard Hot 100, as Drake's Nice For What spins a fourth week at number one, Friend of the podcast, Camila Cabello, scores her third top 10 as a soloist, as Never Be the Same shoots 13 to 6 in the wake of a release of a new remix of the track featuring rising country star Kane Brown. Uh, We actually combine all versions of the track for our charts. Uh, So in total, the song sold 51,000 downloads and jumps 10 to 1 on the digital song sales chart holds at number four on the radio songs chart and re-enters the streaming songs chart at number 48. Uh, Camila previously hit the top 10 with Havana, which reached number one, and Bad Things with Machine Gun Kelly, Kelly, hmm. which peaked at number four. I feel like she has to be pretty excited about this one because it's, you know, I think she's talked a lot on Twitter about her being especially proud of this song. Hmm. So for it to be a top 10, pretty awesome. Um, Yeah. It's, well, also, Camila's pretty awesome in yeah, general. Yeah, we like and Camila. she'll be at the Billboard Music Awards, too. Yes, yeah, she will. Yeah. Lastly, and Katie will love this news, mm. streams of NSYNC's music jumped 176% in the U.S. in the wake of the group's reunion at the Hollywood Walk of Fame star ceremony on April 30th and the yearly viral meme, It's Gonna Be May, hmm. um, which is, of course, derived from the act's number one Billboard Hot 100 hit single, It's Gonna Be Me. Uh, According to Nielsen Music, the quintet's tunes collected 1.54 million on-demand audio and video streams on April 30th and May 1st. Now, April 30th is the day where everyone talks about it's going to be May tomorrow. And then May 1st is now it's May, and that's why everyone's (laughs) streaming it. Um, And it also, April 30th, was was the day day of the star ceremony. Which was streamed live on the web. Yes. So that certainly helped it. And also just people talking about NSYNC getting back together. It's the first time people have seen all five of them together since 2013. Kind of a big deal. And JC even got on the mic and said, it's gonna be May. Clearly Uh, they couldn't get Justin up there to do it. (laughs) No, 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 no. Um, So yeah, they had 1.54 million um, streams on April 30th and May 1st. That was up 176 compared, 176% compared to the previous two days, April 28th and 29th, when their songs had 557,000 streams. Um, And it, of course, should come as no surprise that their most streamed song (laughs) on April 30th and May 1st was It's Gonna Be May. Uh, It accounted for (laughs) 1.1 million of the 1.54 million streams. So 
That's pretty cool. Really enjoying all this NSYNC mania. It was very fun. Did you go to the pop-up? Um, I did not get to the pop-up. I was uh, very nervous about like how crazy it was going to be. It was a, I heard just tales of crazy long lines. Okay, yeah. But I did stream the entire uh, ceremony, and uh, it's just it's so fun to see them together again. Yeah. Well... Is it time for our interview with Tova Stirka? Yes, I believe so. So the Swedish singer-songwriter came into the office way back in March. (laughs) Uh, So you'll notice some things we talk about that, you know, have not yet happened at that point and now have since happened in this month and a half. Well, we held on to it to this week for a particular reason, and Katie will tell you in just a second. Yes, we did. Um, So back in March, she talked about hitting the road with Lord um, on her since-wrapped Melodrama World Tour. And then she also talked about joining Katy Perry on her upcoming Europe. European tour, which launches the end of this month. Uh, plus, her new album Sway just came out on Friday, and we talked all about her new music and how she became interested in music as a kid and some of the Swedish pop stars who provided some inspiration. Hmm. So, here's our interview with Tova Sterka. Hello to Tuva Sterka, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh my god, thanks for coming in. We're actually talking to you the day after you opened for Lord at Staples Center in LA for the Melodrama Tour. So now that you have a few dates of the tour under your belt, what has it been like so far? It's been such an amazing experience. Oh my god, this is the first time I play in arenas. It's crazy. No pressure. (laughs) But like... (laughs) So much people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like I've gotten so many new fans through doing this. And, I mean, Ella is the sweetest person. The whole team, the whole machine, this crew, it's just the most fun. Um, since this is the first time playing in venues this big, mm-hmm. um, in such massive arenas, mm-hmm. um, you know, what is it like for you both, you know, with the vibe of the audience and also just, you know, sort of for technical things like, you know, the way your voice travels in an mm-hmm. arena versus a tiny little club? Like, how has it been getting used to that? Yeah, it's special, but <laughs> I mean, also, I mean, when you look at the room, it makes sense that it will bounce back. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, it kind of still works. Mm-hmm. Like mentally, you sort of just like translate it and mm-hmm. it works. But yeah, we've had some issues. I mean, like, and it's a far, it's like, like if something is not working on stage, it's like the one, the person who needs to fix it, they need to like run a distance <laughs> right. to come there and like fix it. So, but yeah. How have the fans been, you know, responding yeah. you know, to, to you on stage? They've been so great. Like, I actually, like, I think it was the third show or something like that. I was tweeting with some girls, and uh, we decided that, like, let's meet meet up at, like, the merch, because they really wanted to just hang and say hi, and I love doing that, and I usually do it on my own shows. I just go out in the audience and hang with them, because wow. my fans are the best. So I went out. To that merch stand and i expected like yeah five people and it was like the longest line oh my goodness yes and it, it's so crazy because because that's both people who have known about me for maybe three or four or even five years and some people who looked me up for this and some people who just saw the concert and, yeah. and liked it and now they're like friends you have like different levels of fans now yeah and i think it's so cool that like I think that's how a 
like going as a support like an opening act that's how it's sort of supposed to work yeah, yeah. but it almost never does <laughs> but this it feels like it's a really good fit it's probably because mm. yours and lord's audiences probably overlap like a bit i would say i think they do like, yeah 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 that makes sense and are you planning to do that anymore go to the merch stands or is it maybe a little bit overwhelming for the future tour dates no i mean i've been doing it ever <laughs> since oh, okay. i couldn't do la due to like uh, my schedule and stuff, mm. but I, I that's been almost as fun as performing. What about um, looking out at the audience? Are you able to like connect with them in that big of a space? You know, like you can in a club or a bar. Or- yeah, I mean, like because usually, usually, um, like the guards aren't as strict mm. for the support <laughs> acts, so people can actually like walk up to the front to the yeah. stage. So, like, many of the nights I had, like, a little crowd up front. Oh, that's good. Who, like, and then they knows. go back to their seats for the exactly. rest that's of the good. show. Yeah. So, that's that, nice. so that way, it, it seems like, it's like you've got your own little mosh pit happening. Yeah, exactly. I, got my, I got my people. Yeah, and yeah, also, exactly. Yeah, and also, like, something that an audience often forget is that I see them. Like, yeah. if they see me, I see them the same <laughs> size. So, like, everybody's da- dancing in the back. Like, I'm with you. Yes. <laughs> Is this me or is yeah, that? Yeah, it's oh. oh sorry, I didn't mean to No, you don't you're stepping oh, you on me. Turns. <laughs> well, yeah. We try to we, share the wealth. We try. <laughs> I mean, it's also a normal conversation yeah. as well. Yeah. Um well your your new album, Sway, isn't out until May fourth. Um, but are you playing any unreleased music on the Lord tour, I assume, maybe? I am. Yeah, so uh if people come and watch these shows, they get a little preview what's to come what are you playing any specific songs i play the title track oh cool yeah awesome yeah Yeah. it works really good on a stage i'm so excited like i almost get goosebumps when i think about it (laughs) (laughs) and i mean so we've heard we've heard changed my mind so far that came out last month um uh, and now people who get to see the Lord show get to hear Sway. Can you kind of give us an idea of what the vibe of the, like, the sound of, of the, the album, album is going to be? Well, it's very, like, some songs, like Sway, for instance, they're very, very, very romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, like, little love stories. And some of them are almost anti-romantic in a way. <laughs> like... They're more like just like cheeky fun, like say my name for instance, mm-hmm. or like, like, like change my mind. Is that like tipsiness sort of <laughs> <laughs> that that vibe? I like that description. That's a good yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> that answers another question actually, because I was gonna say ask if uh, say my name will be on the album. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Say my name was the first release from that like belongs to this album and that's gotten such a huge response um you know i feel like did you kind of sense that more people were um picking up and hearing your music after that came out yeah i mean like the release of that song was very special i mean i i i got that rolling stone like top 12 thing that was crazy i got like sam smith like instagrammed about it like it's just like it was so crazy and around that time i got this lore tour mm-hmm. as well and like jack antonoff started messaging me and i'm like what is this and then you toured with the bleachers after that right no, i was I, I was well? supposed to oh, okay. and i was so heartbroken because i had to cancel to finish the album oh well that's a good reason yeah i'm sure he understood yeah yeah <laughs> he, he we were we're fine he seems he seems fine <laughs> with things 
Um, is there a song on the album that you're particularly particularly excited for your fans to hear that you know isn't out yet? I'm very excited for the song called "On Below." Mm. That like it's it's very hard for me to pick a favorite mm. out, of, out of these songs. I spent ages on every track, and I loved them all so much. They're like my little children. <laughs> but but that one, it's like it's almost like that's the heart of the album. That was one of the first songs we made, and it's just very pure in a way. Yeah. Um, in addition to the Lord Tour, you're also joining Katy Perry. I know it's uh, so crazy. I can't like I can't be quiet when you say that. It sounds insane to me. Yeah, you'll be opening for Katy Perry. You'll be touring with no Katy Perry. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, that's it's like it's, oh, I'm so casual about this. Um, yes. Have you already been? Um, have you already like started preparing for the tour, or is the pre- or is the preparation kind of what you're doing with Lord already? Is it kind of the same thing? Or I mean, I'm definitely going to take a lot of the things that I've learned through this tour with me on the Katie tour. Yeah. Um, and but but there's definitely some. There are going to be some differences, like because like the set is going to be a little bit longer. Oh, I'm wow. the I'm the only support act. Mm-hmm. Um, like the setup with the lights and stuff, like it, like technical things. Right. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, yeah. Do so, you, do you have to like change up the set list at all, just because it's a different kind of audience, maybe? Or maybe I mean I guess there's a lot of there's a lot of crossover between Katie and Lord, mm-hmm. but then Katie is like very vigorously pop pop pop, you I know, know. dancey pop. I know. I love that so much. I can't <laughs> wait to get to be there and like dance to Teenage Dream. I love that song so much. Um, but uh, the main thing is that I'm going to be able to do more songs. Yeah. And by the time I do the Katie tour, the album will be out. Perfect. So yeah. there won't be any unreleased material then. Yeah. Mm. And that feels pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Totally. And with all these amazing tour mates, Lord mm. and Katie, and obviously Run yes, the Jewels. Yes, my best tour mates. Right. And Run the Jewels <laughs> are on the Lord tour as well. Yes. Have you ever talked to any of them about maybe making some music together? You guys are all mm. songwriters. I was like thinking about this yesterday. I'm all like, <laughs> okay, this is actually work. I should be like smart and actually bring it up because we're hanging. Like I'm meeting these people these amazing people right. every day that I look up to like I'm stupid if I don't say ask <laughs> for something okay, but this we'll is see. us prompting we'll you see. to ask yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, how do keep you... pushing me <laughs> I might do it it's like how do you casually ask like hey Sarah just hanging out Um, did you want to work on music together yeah. <laughs> I mean hey, I know it's Pete do you want to like <laughs> I mean, I mean these. I mean these things happen. I mean, you hear of crazier collaborations oh, yeah. where it's like someone met on a red carpet and they exchange numbers, and then it turns into mm. a collaboration months later. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Um, well, reading up on your upbringing in Sweden, mm. um, we learned that your dad is a musician and your mom is a ballet teacher. Kind, she, kind, kind of. of. Yeah. Kind of. She worked. The internet, she, the internet right. lied. <laughs> internet lies all the time. For a long time, the, inter- the internet claimed that I was a model. Mm. Oh, you could be. You could be. I mean. Thank you. Thank you. But they were wrong. And it also stated, like, different publications I had appeared in. Mm. I'm like, but this is, this is false. <laughs> wow. Okay, we can set the record straight right now. She's not really a ballet teacher. My, my mom, she used to work at, she, oh, she's been working at a dance studio. Mm. For like my whole upbringing, so I grew up around a lot of music and dance. And my dad also like worked in a music store, 
So, like, instruments was always available ah. if if we wanted to have them at home. <laughs> yeah. So did you play a lot of instruments growing up then? I mean, like, my dad tried <laughs> to inspire me. But I mean, I've always just been singing and then done what I've had to to just do that. So, like, bang the piano, learn yeah. everything and see, you know. Well, did they play a lot of music yeah. around the house? Like, did they have favorite artists that they listened to? I mean, not a lot because both of them worked in like very noisy environments. So they just wanted quiet, quiet when they got home. At home, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But one thing that I realize now is like it's something that I haven't thought about that I experienced when I grew up that most people probably don't. Like I've seen so much, so many things on stage with my mom doing what she does. Yeah, like I've seen so many dance like performances. performances. Yes, yeah. yes, and I'm like. I, I have, like, an eye for that, and I know dance, even though I'm not a dancer, but I've really grown up in that, in. in that world, mm-hmm. and that's kind of a good thing to have yeah. in this in this biz. It probably, like, if nothing else, made you just, like, an artist, you know, like, and, and yeah. being around art, different kinds of performing arts and all that. Yeah, like, everything adds up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, were there any musicians in Sweden that you looked up to when you were growing up? I mean, Robin... Obviously, yeah. I loved ABBA when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I still love them. Like, they're, the they're, they're like, they're ABBA. Have, have you been to the ABBA Museum in yes. Stockholm? Yes. He went. I went. Last awesome. year? Last year? Well, I think it was last year. Yeah. yeah. Did you do that thing where you can try and mix their songs? No. I didn't do the hologram <laughs> thing either. I didn't want to okay. get in stage in front of a bunch okay. of people. It was awkward. I just, I'm just <laughs> asking you because I wanted to tell you that I got, like, the full score. I got it completely right. Oh. This is why you're a musician. Yes. I got good ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Thank you so much for coming in today. We are very excited about this album and can't oh, wait to hear you. it. And hopefully you'll come back and talk to us after it's out so we can talk all about the music. I really want to do that. Can okay, do good. that? Let's, Let's do decide. That. Yep. This is happening. Yes. <laughs> See ya. Thank you. Thank you so much to Tova for coming into the office. I hope I'm not butchering her name, although she gave me her blessing, as you'll hear in the interview, that we're, I said it, like, pretty well. <laughs> Look, I said it serviceably. <laughs> I mean, I could, I, we could be saying, like, Tove strike. Yeah, she said as long as you get, like, two syllables in each of the words, then you're already, like, uh, ahead of the, the curve. <laughs> tuva Sturka. Yeah, it's, right? it's a lot. Yeah, it's a, well, you know. Tuva, yeah, Tuva, Tova, yeah. We're still probably mangling it. <sighs> But definitely give the new album a listen. It is amazing. And for all those European listeners out there, check her out on tour with Katy Perry. Yeah, bonus. Uh, And now... (laughs) Page turn. As you hear the ruffling of the pages, not that we've, uh, you know, written any notes or anything, it's time for the chart stat of the week. This week in 1976, one of only four TV show theme songs hit... To hit number one on the Hot 100 topped the chart, as John Sebastian's Welcome Back from Welcome Back, Cotter topped the list. Love that song. Uh, the track from the TV show that made John Travolta a breakout star spent one week atop the list dated May 8th, 1976. What are the other three TV themes to hit number one? You'll honestly probably never guess them. <laughs> Thank and, you for not making this a quiz, Katie. <laughs> yeah, not even going to make Katie guess here because she's not going to get any of them. Um, I'll just tell you what they are. I think I could have gotten one. Yeah, well, uh, yes. And actually, <laughs> another one of these we actually had as a chart side of the week a while back, okay. like last year. 
Um, well, earlier in 1976, Rhythm Heritage's uh, theme from SWAT topped the list. Um, then, of course, we had Welcome Back. And then in 1985, Jan Hammer's Miami Vice theme hit number one, which is probably the song Katie would have that guessed. That is the one I could have guessed. Um, and then finally, in 1992, which is the last TV theme song to hit number one, uh, and it's by a TV show no one remembers, The Heights' How Do You Talk to an Angel uh, hit number one. And it was, of course, from the TV show called The Heights. Um, well, so there you have it. This weekend, back to 1976, John Sebastian's Welcome Back became the second of only four TV show theme songs to hit number one on the Hot 100. Funny, you know, like the songs that you thought, like TV theme songs that you thought would have been number one. Friends. Like the Friends theme. I mean, that was top 10. Huge hit. Huge hit. Uh, Bad Boys from uh, Cops Cops. was a top 10 hit, I believe. Um, I love that that was a top 10 hit. Yeah. What you gonna do? (laughs) What you gonna do? Um, And even, you know, things that you wouldn't have necessarily thought would have been hits were like the Young and the Restless theme was a huge hit. Like um, back in the days of like the Luke and Laura wedding and whatnot, like um, well, late 70s, that was early 80s. that was General Hospital. Oh, wrong, wrong soap. It's okay, man. What um, is the Young and the Restless theme? Is it the da 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 da? Is it the one that's sampled in Mary J. Blige's No yes. More Drama? There we yes. go. That's the one I needed. I was I was like, I am not doing this justice. You were once you got to the, the bum, strings. Bum, I'm like, oh, that's the Mary J. Um, and even the stuff like, you know, the I think even like the Dynasty theme song charted wow, back in the that. 80s. I love that. Like that means back in the day, people went out and bought a 45 vinyl single of a soap opera te- theme yeah, song. Yeah, that's great stuff. Isn't that amazing? Instrumentals were a bigger deal back then, too. Yeah. Like, the, well, even Miami Vice. Like, that's yeah. crazy. Also, in general, I mean, do most TV shows even have a theme song that's like even recognizable anymore? <sighs> Not so much. Not really. I'm trying to think of like, I mean... I'm trying to think of some like favorite current ones and I'm struggling. Yeah. If I'm being honest. And if anything, they're like, you know, like 25 second, like instrumental with no singing or something. Yeah. 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 It's just not the same. It's not the same. Um, all right. Well, any parting words, Katie? Oh man. Nope. <laughs> uh, what song should we go out on? Oh, I feels like a TV th- theme after that conversation. Ooh, Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a favorite, but it's, I feel like, a little esoteric. Do you have a favorite that's a little, like, crowd-friendly? I mean, I had an esoteric one. I was going to say, like, The Facts of Life. Oh, that's great. Let's oh. do that. All I right. love that song. See you guys next time. Bye. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time you got.